Hi there, Duke fans, and welcome to episode number zero. Number zero, yes, of DBR Bites. Let me explain what we're doing here. First of all, I'm Jason Evans. Before I explain, I should introduce. I'm Jason Evans. Joining me, as always, are Sam Klein and Donald Wine. Guys, say hi. One, two, three. Hi. Good. Excellent. We're doing things quicker here. Let me explain to you what DBR Bites are. This is a new thing we're going to be doing here on the DBR podcast, where it won't necessarily be all three of us at the same time. The idea is when we see something that, you know, isn't worth a full 45 minutes to an hour of a conversation, but is worth a good 10 minutes, we're going to try and bring it to you. And we're planning to do, you know, two, maybe three of these a week. It'll usually be just one of us, but sometimes it'll be two. Sometimes it'll be all three. This is probably where we're going to start doing most of our previews of our upcoming opponents. And look, like, look, you know, we'll see an article that we thought was really interesting. We wanted to talk to you about. There'll be some news like, you know, the other day when we had the news that there was uh, new mock drafts that had dropped from from reputable sources uh, about, you know, Duke's NBA prospects. And it's going to be that kind of stuff that we're going to be bringing to you as a way of providing you with more content from the DBR podcast and maybe more easily digestible content. You know, as I said, stuff that's going to be in the 10, 15, 20 minute range. Donna, what's your thought about the fact that we're doing this now? I think it's great in the sense that, like you said, whenever something comes out or if there's a topic that we kind of want to discuss, but it doesn't really fit in the flow of our main podcast. And I know a lot of you out there like to send us questions about, you know, the team or about recruiting or the, you know, who we're playing, all of these little things. And I think it'll be interesting because a lot of times we're not able to fit that into the flow of what we're discussing on the big podcast, but that could be where this where DBR Brights comes in, where we can discuss that particular question in detail. Jason, you may have a great answer about it. Sam may have a great answer about it, and they can just jump on and discuss it. Or if there's something, you know, where someone asks a question where I go, hey, I'd love to talk about this. I got miles of research on this. I can jump on and do it. If there's breaking news, that'll also help us, uh, you know, get this news to you in a much more timely format while still getting together as a trio for the big games, for the for the big recaps. And also don't remember, remember UNC games. We will obviously all three of us will be on there when we discuss games involving the Tar Heels. I think the other thing that we've learned in the last few years is that we have a lot more to say recapping the games than we do previewing. So and, and frankly, it's more fun to have those conversations like what actually happened. Let's talk about it. So it gives us the opportunity to split up the the recaps and the previews a little bit. I think it also is going to let each of us sort of take things in our own directions uh, because they'll they'll be really run by by us as individuals. So uh, Jason, can we agree that uh, I'll let you do movie recaps on on your bites episodes, but <laughs> I might have to talk about concerts that I go to uh, on mine. Does that seem does that seem like a fair trade? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm hoping that you're going to do a little bit of a, a playing of your musical instruments when you're doing your your bites. We'll see. We'll see. I have to. I have to feel confident enough to to do them in front of the recorded audience. But uh, yes, is this so, is this is going to become like the DBR Tiny Desk concerts. Yeah, in, in, invitation <laughs> invitation to get weirder. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so if it's one of my episodes, just know that if you if you uh, if you skip it, you're going to miss something strange. Guys, hey, we, we did want to discuss something here on episode zero. Maybe we should maybe this should be episode zero and episode one. I don't know. But we did want to discuss something very, very quickly here uh, that that happened the other day when I was at the Clemson game uh, over the weekend uh, in the postgame press conference. Well, actually, I should back up at the very end of the game. 
the Clemson fans, when they, after they won the game, the Clemson fans stormed the court. Uh, I was, I was honestly, when I was watching it, you know, on press row, I was a little surprised. It was a very aggressive court storming and, and they were really into it. And in the post-game press conference, Brad Brownell was, was asked about this and, and, you know, how he felt about the fans storming the court. You could tell that there was a little bit of like disdain on his part. He was a little bit like, you know, yeah, what, why are we doing this? Uh, and in fact, he said, he, he said that he wanted to save court storming for a more important occasion. So I was like, whoa, is that like a beating Duke isn't a big deal kind of thing? So I'm going to play for you now a little piece of sound. I asked Brad Brownell, I followed up and I was like, dude, beating Duke isn't worth storming the court, really? So here's what he had to say. Hey, Coach, you, you said um, you'd rather wait for the court storming for a, a bigger, more important yeah. win. Is beating Duke not a big no, deal anymore? It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Obviously, you know, story program. Uh, John's going to do a phenomenal job there. Uh, they're a very young team. We benefited from one of their best players not playing. Uh, this was a big win for us, absolutely. But, like, there's a lot of good teams in our league, and we don't storm the court for all of them. We storm the court for a few here. Um, you know, obviously, we're trying to get to that next level as a program. So the next level for us is to, you know, continue to do those things. Um, we have to see ourselves in a different light, you know, and trying to do that, you, you've got to view yourselves as becoming more equal with some of the, the peers, you know. I've told folks, and I, I got criticized, like, at the beginning of the offseason and the beginning of this season, that we're a better program than people have given us credit for you know, we're fifth in wins in the ACC in the last five and a half years. That's pretty good. Most of most people would not guess that. I guarantee you, most of you wouldn't have guessed it, right? We don't get a lot of credit. That's fine. We don't go to the tournament every year. Very few people do. But we're usually somewhere in that middle, and I think we have respect from the coaches and programs in this league because when you play us, you feel us. And uh, now do we want to do better and take the next step? We do. But it's a whole process. It's a university process. And just one coach, like you got to have your whole university behind you if you want to be at the top of the basketball chain, just like a lot of the Blue Bloods are. And they have their full university support in everything they do. Um, so we're trying to get to that point. Um, we're building. But, uh, you know, we have to earn that as a program. I have to do a good job as a coach and try to get to those points. But if we're going to see ourselves as equal, we, we can't be that excited just about beating one team. It has to be about beating all 14 or 15. And that's hard. All right, guys. So, you know, an interesting response on his part. And I think you sensed there was some very interesting stuff in there, almost some code coming from Brad Brownell. First of all, he's very proud of the fact that Clemson – has been, you know, one of the better teams in the ACC over the past five or so years. As he said, you know, the fifth fifth best record over the past five and a half seasons. Uh, he's right. If you'd asked me that, I would not have guessed that Clemson had been that that good. I think part of that is probably that they've they're they're doing really well this season and you're sort of wrapping wrapping in how they how well they've done the first half of this year. But but then the other thing that that you heard in there was he talked about the commitment that Duke makes to basketball and he's talked about, you know, the whole university is behind the team. 
I, I think that may be a little bit of code for, hey, here at Clemson, all we care about is football. <laughs> and I think Brad Brownell may be a little little sick of being on the short end of the stick when it comes to Clemson athletics. So that that's what I took from that. Donald? Yeah, so Jason, I, I, I saw a corollary in what he is talking about in the sense that he talks about Clemson basketball the way we used to talk about Duke football, right? Like we used yeah. to rush the field every time we won because it was so rare that we would win that it was something to be celebrated. And I, I mean, I remember, you know, Sam was a manager on the team. I was a video guy on the team. Whenever, whenever I won, like I had six wins in college, I saw six victories and anytime Duke won, even if it was on the road, we would celebrate it because it was something that we didn't know was going to happen again. And Clemson was at that point before Brad Brownell came. He, there was, I mean, Clemson wasn't, you know, winning a lot of basketball games and they weren't winning a lot of basketball games against big teams. His mindset is, I, it's not necessarily about Duke. I think he's saying that he wants Clemson fans to understand that winning here is not rare anymore. And winning and being a good basketball program is not unique. It's, it's something that they have been doing consistently for, the, again, the last five or so years. And he wants people to get out of the mindset of that they have to overly celebrate like they've won the national championship every time they win a big basketball game. He He wants them to get to the mindset of, this is expected business from Clemson basketball. So I, I kind of see his point. And, and, and of course, in the sense of, yeah, it's probably, you know, it was definitely a gotcha question uh, in a sense. And you should have asked that question because it was tied to the fact that he had just beaten Duke. Um, but I do think he was looking beyond Duke and saying, it's not necessarily about the team we've beaten. It's about the fact that when we're in big games, more re- recently, more, more times than not, they are winning those games, and I, he wants to celebrate those as something that is the standard of, college, of of Clemson basketball, as opposed to the exception. By the way, you're right. I was trying to sort of catch him in something there. Yeah, you hoping. should have. It was, it was a great question. It was great. <laughs> That's one of those like, uh, and you knew, and, and you could tell from his answer, he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, hey, back up, back up, back up, back up. My bad, my bad. Let me, let me read, let me clarify yeah. what I'm saying. So, it, definitely a good question. And the other thing that I, I'll give Brad Brownell credit for on here is. Look, Clemson's seven and zero now in the ACC. Uh, I was trying to look up just now. What you know? It, it's been a minute since they since they won the ACC. I think if Wikipedia is telling me this right, the only time they've been regular season champions of the ACC is 1990. So if Brad Brownell wants to impart uh, act like we've been there before kind of attitude, it's very hard to do that with Clemson basketball because <laughs> all of his players were not born yet. The last time, the one time Clemson won, very not born yet. Season. Okay. Yeah. That being said, I totally get where he's coming from, where he's like, we got to act like that. And it's not just the players. The fans have to act like that. We know how to do that for the football team. Um, and and we know the football team does their thing where everyone runs on the field after the game, regardless of the result. That's sort of a different thing than what we're talking about here. Uh, Brad Brownell wants to instill that winning mindset into the program. And it's very hard to overcome that sort of thing. And if you want to make that comparison to Duke football, Coach Cutcliffe had spent years trying to undo uh, low expectations, right? Duke, uh, you know, as, as Donald said, Duke would like, my freshman year, this was the year before Coach Cutcliffe was there. We won an away game at, at Northwestern and like a bunch of Duke students went to the, went to Walt Wade Stadium and took down the goalpost. Took down the goalpost. Stadium. <laughs> uh, it was, it was extremely funny until it fell on a student's head. That's a different story. Uh, but but Brad Brownell is trying to do the same thing here. And you know what? I applaud him for it. The ACC has not been, outside of a couple of programs, 
The ACC has not been particularly relevant nationally in basketball the last few years. We have lamented the fact that the ACC is only sending, you know, four or five teams to the tournament instead of the seven, eight, nine that we're used to. And for the sake of any program that's sticking with the ACC going forward, you know, he's saying like, we, we want to be one of these programs. So I appreciate what he's trying to do. I think that, I think that he's he's going about it the right way, and I appreciate that the that this Clemson team plays really hard and is tough, and I hope that Duke gets a chance to beat them later this season. Look, uh, you mentioned uh, Coach Cutcliffe, and I was at his very first game uh, when it, when we won, and again we had gone a year before where or we had won that one game at Northwestern where we tore down the goalposts. But as the game was ending everyone started to get on the wall and start to kind of, you know, hop down to rush the field. And in the middle of the fourth quarter, you know, as, as, as the game is nearing a close and he's trying to finish out this game, he sees this happen and he runs over to the student area and he kind of motions and says, no, 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 go back, go back. And I'll never forget this. He yells, don't, you know, guys stay in the stands. Do not rush the field. We will save it for those expletives from North Carolina. And everyone said, oh, wow. It was the coach basically saying, hey, this isn't worthy of rushing the field. We have bigger games that this can, where we can celebrate and it becomes something that we celebrate, something that's a monumental achievement as opposed to just an everyday game. And I think that's where Brad Brownell was kind of at at this point where he, I think if he went to the section and said, hey guys, don't rush, don't rush the court. We're like, we won this game. This is what we were supposed to do as the, you know, better team in the ACC right now as the higher, you know, they're going to be higher ranked uh, ACC. They, like he should have been uh, the guy saying, Hey, this was what we were expected to do. Rushing the court makes it feel like this is something that we weren't supposed to do. We do this every single night. Let's get into the mindset of, you know, celebrating the expected. All right. Enough of that. We're wrapping up here on episode zero of DBR bites. These are going to be shorter, hopefully still really smart. And they'll be coming in your feed way more rapidly than uh, than you're used to from us. Jason, I'm not going to guarantee smart for mine. You guys can do that. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna do me. Uh, I don't. I, I'm no expectation. So if you want smart, listen to the Jason episodes. <laughs> I don't know about that either. In any event, for Donald and Sam, I am Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the first episode of DBR Bites. Many more of these coming your way in the coming weeks. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll decide to abandon this. Maybe this will be the new status quo. Let us know. Write to us at dbrpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you like this, if you think it's a good idea to be getting content from us three or four times extra, or I guess two or three times extra per week. And continue to send topic suggestions or questions that you may have. Because again, the question that you send might be one of these DBR bites. Exactly. Exactly. All right. For Donald, for Sam, I'm Jason, DBR Bytes Episode Zero. Adios. Here's the Duke Band. Play us out and take us home.